Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to Next Year in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all of the pop culture we don't want you to miss next year, this year, whenever it is that you are listening to this podcast in the future of that, probably, maybe, you know, just, is it 2022? That's what we're talking about. And it's brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Victoria Bertine. I'm your host, Keith Lee Cleveland. And I'm your host, Mikkel Snyder. No bit this time. So that was a bit, so I guess it's self-referential in that way. Oh, God. <laughs> Point being, all three of us are here to usher in 2022. We're on all sorts of weird time spectrums. <laughs> I'm not going to try and figure it out. I'm just going to talk about three things that I am looking forward to hopefully happening in 2022. We will all talk about our things that we are, you know, warming up for, expecting, maybe cautiously optimistic for. I feel like we're cautiously optimistic on this podcast a lot. And just throw out some things that maybe you want to be looking out for in 2022. So, kind of like my last one, I have categories. So my categories are conventions, 2022, maybe the world will come out of the panini and we will be able to have real life conventions again, but also, which we've talked about before, the rise of decent cyber conventions. So I think that the pandemic has given rise to accessibility, both in person and online in ways that were somewhat unprecedented. So I am really excited for cyber conventions in 2022 that are accessible for many different reasons, including your wallet, and also for real life conventions that are safe and accessible for people of color and people with disabilities and LGBTQ folks, all sorts of things. I am excited for that. Um, Cozy is actually a new one. It is the costuming symposium for historical costumers and cosplay makers. And it's all completely online and it's done by the community. So that is one of those kind of new cyber conventions that wouldn't have been able to be a thing really or been able to be a popular thing before the pandemic and now they're going on their third year so that will be really cool uh next category is just netflix just just the netflix 2022 lineup there's a ton of stuff i pulled out four some of which we've talked about before some of which we haven't obviously the sandman has gotten quite a few cameos on this podcast, so I'm excited for that. Maybe it'll actually happen in 2022. There's going to be a Magic the Gathering show. Cautiously optimistic, because that's how I felt about the League of Legends show, Arcane, which came out and was kind of good. Uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners is supposed to come out next year, and Vikings Valhalla, which is about Leif Erikson and that kind of era of Vikings are supposedly coming out 
Um, we'll see if they actually drop in 2022, and hopefully they will be good. And then I just wanted to talk about, for my last category, the return of shorts in general. Some of these are not 2022, although I am sure that they will produce more, but Disney Plus has shorts now that are um, from new up-and-coming writers and directors that they're giving a chance to. Cartoon Network announced that they are going to be bringing back their shorts. This kind of runs with Disney+, Plus, but specifically Star Wars uh, Visions is a run of Star Wars shorts by different writers and directors, giving them a shot at Star Wars stories. So this is something that I really like as a writer when we see in print, right? We see these kind of anthologies or short story collections that are, hey, we're going to give everybody a topic and see what they come up with. And a lot of ways, that's how writers break into the field. So I love seeing this comeback in kind of film and TV sections. And I'm excited to see what all we get from all of the different platforms that are doing these shorts. That's me. I love and appreciate how optimistic Victoria is in this case with the possibility of real life conventions in the future <laughs> or even just better cyber conventions, right? Because we still don't quite know how 2022 is going to handle the pantalonis that's going on right now with like other things happening in the background. Also, I still love the game of finding other words to start with P-A-N to replace it because we don't like saying the other word. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do hope that like one of these will happen, right? Because like we're seeing it even like step back a little bit. Even without conventions, like we're slowly starting to figure out how to hybrid, how to hybridize things in general. Like, would it be like your job or other things that you do experience-wise? Like, it's becoming a part of our worlds. And like, as chaotic as these times have been, and I hate that I just said that out loud with that cliche that's become. One thing that I feel like is those are the times where a lot of innovation tends to come, and I think that's kind of what we're experiencing right now with this hybridization of experiences so we can have this experience like either remotely or in person or what. But like best case scenario is like, hey, let's be able to do this stuff in person again not be constantly be worried every time someone sneezes and everything because that's just not a good way to live. Um, as far as the Netflix lineup goes, I am a big fan of all things Neil Gaiman, as I've said many times. Like my favorite book, like as well not before like last year my favorite book was american gods like it was still one of, one of my favorites and there's just a whole bunch of stuff like that guy's like really prolific a lot of stuff's coming out constantly um sandman is something that i've actually purchased in fair a variety of mediums and just had my card at the time actually engage in so like knowing the show's coming out that's probably like my ticking clock of like all right if you want to be like versed before this happens you only have x amount of days to catch up on it um, Magic Gathering <laughs> I'm excited to see how that gets turned, transitioned and everything Vikings Valhalla sounds like another one of those shows is going to be like a lot of fun but based on like or loosely based on history that I'm going to love so that's right up my alley too and to be fair when we had like when I found out Victoria was going to talk about the return of shorts in general my mind immediately went to like oh she wants to be warm again so we can go outside and have our legs out that's not what the case was here at all but I do echo all of her sentiments about how I do appreciate how bad like because we have this place where everyone is fighting for real estate in the content space shorts have a place again right like you said that this is a way for people to get their feet wet or get into the game like matter of fact um mark bernardin who co-hosts family and beyond along with kevin smith i was just watching the episode before we started recording this about how he just wrapped the 
recording uh, the rap the production of his very first short and that's something that he planned to do before his 50th birthday since he was like 20 so 38 dream of his and like sure he was able to do that because he worked in the industry for like a bunch of years and has his connections and everything and had help but like that's still a sign to me that a lot of people were able to get into this space that they weren't able to beforehand so that's all really cool stuff to know that like shorts are becoming a bigger thing like on the respective like streaming services like Disney is full of really good shorts for all age groups so if you get if you want, don't want to like watch a full half hour episode of something or even like a full on movie watch that short and if it's done well you can get all the back catharsis and good feelings you would get from those in a good like 8 to 15 minute time span but see now I can't stop thinking about shorts the article of clothing even though I know you're not <laughs> talking about that that's all that's all I'm thinking about um, I just I, I appreciate that this is where both of your minds went, because as a Muslim woman who is a hijabi, shorts are not that, a thing that, that I That makes sense, wear. and that tracks. So and like, I knew you weren't sense. talking about it, but like there was a part of my mind which is sort of like, but what if they are you? Anyways. Anyway. Maybe it could be shorts. So, so... <laughs> I, I, I don't personally like conventions just because it's a lot of stimuli and a lot of people. And I've also never managed to go to one successfully and not get sick afterwards, no matter how hard I tried. Maybe I didn't try hard enough back then because I wasn't actively wearing a mask. Um, so n- that's just a thing now. I've accepted that like the mask helps prevent the spread of diseases and I should be wearing one if I'm in a place that is a collection of diseases. Um <laughs> In any case, I I hope that for convention goers that they do come back in a safe way. And I hope that uh, digital conventions get better because we've had a spectrum of of how successful and not successful digital spaces can be to showcase certain things. So, yeah, cautiously optimistic. That should be our new new tagline. Uh, Stick that in underneath our, our titling. The Netflix 2022 lineup looks fantastic. Just these uh, curated list alone. The Sandman's been a long time coming. Absolutely fantastic graphic novel series. I'm looking forward to that. Magic the Gathering, and this is a fact that may surprise some of you, but like, despite starting out as a card game, they've made a very, very considered effort to become like a serialized storytelling medium as well. And like, there's been like a continuing through line with like uh, comic books and novels and like stuff that they put on the website. So like, I'm I'm actually genuinely excited to see the Magic: The Gathering series take form and take shape. That's really exciting. And anthologies are great. Visions is great. I loved all of the different anime studios takes on the Star Wars universe. I want more in some of those universes, and I just want more in general. I think anthologies are a really cool way to explore lots of different ideas in ways that we wouldn't necessarily approach if it was like fully fleshed out but now that it's there we want it fully fleshed out like i like teasers and um love death and robots on netflix is a great example of what happens when you like just like let people have fun with like it for like just a little bit just to like riff off of stuff and like cool things happen when that happens for the first item in my list I'm looking forward to in 2022, I'm going to talk about something that I'm sure our editor Jordan Calhoun will be very excited about, as most of us are. We finally get the return of Saga, which I still stand as one of, if not the best comic book series to come out in the past decade. And that will debut January 26th. Just a background, just to like back up some. 
I needed to take a moment to like to run a lap around my living room in excitement because like Saga went on hiatus back in I think I just looked it up while we were talking June of 2018 I believe which sounds about right um, but Saga is a comic book series published on Image Comics that tells the story of two aliens from warring species named Alana and Marco who are being hunted down by both their respective governments and many other people who they then hire that you run into along the way for giving birth to a daughter named Hazel because when you have two species going at war for hating each other you kind of don't want to work getting out like oh we're actually not that different at all like so much so that we can actually have children together and things are fine right that is one of the best stories like and also like that's the elevator pitch of it the actual story in and of itself is far much more than that and we got 54 issues of this book that has been fantastic when it comes to the depth of the characters the worlds that they explore like they just kind of use that star-crossed lovers idea to get into so many more things right so we got 54 issues of this and by the way the book is written by Brian K. Vaughn and was co-created by him and Fiona Staples who's the artist on the series and it sells so, sells so many issues every time it comes out and thankfully I feel like we can look forward to another 54 issues because when the press, start, press started running in October uh, Vaughn and Staples talking about the series coming back finally after us waiting for three years for it they were saying like yeah the last 54 issues resonated with old people we can look forward to the next 54 issues and while I won't hold them to that exactly that makes me that they're at least prepared to go that far so I'm like cool we can at least anticipate another like handful of years before we get like another long term stoppage of hiatus like this right and I'm sure like we'll get more thoughts from Mikel especially on Saga after this but I'm just still very happy this is happening moving on I'm going to go on a limb here go, go out on a limb here and say I'm actually looking forward to seeing the Batman and that moment did not come until maybe we see bias again when I saw the trailer in a theater when I went to go see Spider-Man No Way Home because like before that I admit I as a huge fan of Batman content and Spider-Man content as well as there I was experiencing a bit of Batman fatigue but like not including the Snyderverse, uh, the Snyder Cut, which if we were doing a list of things we hated the most in the past year, that would be number, number one or two for me, actually. Um, like, we haven't had new live-action Batman since, like, 2017, 2018, I think. So it's been a minute, right? So, like, I'm at the point in my, like, cycle now where, like, I'm waiting for new Batman to happen. And I also like the fact that just from what I've seen in the trailers, it seems like we, and I say this every time, so please don't make me my words. I feel like we're finally getting close to the Batman that I've always wanted, which is the Batman in the comics, who's more of a detective than he is like the brooding, scary guy that beats people up in the darkness. Like, no, like he's actually incredibly intelligent and have the resources of an entire police department basically in his basement and like have a whole group of people that can help him find this stuff out and track down criminals and everything. Like, show him being smart, intelligent, doing all these dope things, right? And like, also, the cast on paper looks fantastic for this movie, right? Like, they're, I'm still shocked whenever I see the trailer and I see the Penguin has to acknowledge, like, oh, wait, that's Colin Farrell? I would not have guessed that at all. Like, I feel like most people didn't even know that. I think there were even stories of people on set who did not know that it was him they were talking to at the time because the makeup there is so good. Um, I won't go deeper into it than that because, again, they're still, like, I'm always, at best case scenario, cautiously optimistic for this movie. We'll just kind of see how it turns out, right? And lastly, then this is no surprise at all. I'm looking forward to Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, which is supposed to come out October 7th of next year, so we've got a ways to wait. As I said on our last episode, the only perfect Spider-Man movie I've ever seen is Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse for a variety of reasons when it comes to the blatant in-your-face thing as far as story goes and where that develops and all that and characters meeting each other to the subtle nods that happen in the background. Like, things as simple as, like, the music playing in the background and what it means and how, like, the 
they really, really embody what it means to have Miles Morales be the spying person in that movie. And like, it felt like it was his and not like he was a guest in someone else's story, right? Which definitely could have happened given how they wrote it. And lastly, I will just say for weeks now, I've been planning to talk about this until I realized it won't probably come out to 2023. But I want to give an honorable mention to the Percy Jackson television series on Disney Plus. Because as we said early in this podcast, like I was the weird person who had not read the Percy Jackson books. So I actually enjoyed the first movie. The second one, not so much. But since then, I spent the past three months of this year reading all five books of the first series, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. And oh my God, that series is fantastic. So like, I am ready for that series to hit on Disney Plus so I can watch all of it and enjoy it from different mediums and everything. I just wanted to say, we talked in the past about like each of us having things we need to like do in our nerdism. I think for, I forget what it was for each. I think for Michaela, it was watching Doctor Who. For me, it was reading Percy Jackson. And I have done that. So I feel like now it's up to you all to like find the time for your own respective things to be fixed. I've never read Percy Jackson either. I'm vaguely aware of its existence at any given time. Don't steal my thing. I'm not stealing your thing. I don't want the thing. There's too much other oh. content. <laughs> and note, note, this is, this is very crucial to note. Saga is no longer on hiatus. Wendy's social media specialist no longer has the time for comic book ignorance because they'll be reading Saga. (laughs) So one of the greatest Twitter interactions ever. Uh, Vaughn said, I think right before the hiatus and maybe right afterwards the first time, he said that this was the halfway point of the story. So any news reports corroborating that makes perfect sense. I'm just excited to have, have the story back. It's one of my favorites. It's one of the best like epic space stories ever. And, like, they have Taco Bell money now. Like, there's a Taco Bell commercial that just randomly features Saga cosplayers. Like, it's in the lexicon. Like, Saga is a cultural touchstone. It's one of those comics that you can say, like, and people will know it, and it's great, and it's. I'm so glad it's back. Issue 55 cannot come fast enough. Uh, I'm, like, cautiously optimistic for the Batman. I'm I'm batman out, I think. I think a lot of people are. I think you, you said it as much. It looks good. The trailers look fun. I'm I'm really excited to see Robert Pattinson play the Batman more so than anything, because he just seems like he's having a really good time being the Batman. So like, good good for him. I'm I'm happy for him. And yeah, across the Spider Verse is just it looks so good. And Into the Spider Verse was the redemption story of Sony Animation Studios. That movie is perfection. It is one of the best movies, period. Not just, like, superhero movie, not just Spider-Man movie, just, like, movies. Like, the amount of care and dedication that the creative staff did for that movie is just so good. And there's nothing quite like it, and I don't think there will be anything like it. Enter Across the Spider-Verse, part one, which means we're getting a part two. How exciting is that? I'm I'm just happy. I'm just happy. I don't think I have too much new to add. I love Saga. I am super excited. I am super far behind, but I have read it. I do think that it is an amazing, amazing comic book, and I am excited that it is not on hiatus anymore. So I will have to get caught up with that. Um, I don't care about the Batman. That's fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love no, that's completely reasonable. Yeah, very reasonable. I saw the trailer. St- it did nothing for you. Okay. <laughs> Not really. Like I saw it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it is just Batman fatigue. Like at this point, it's got to be 
something really like unexpected to get me to care because as much as it's not a Christopher Nolan Batman it's also like not that far off there's a lot of there's a lot of rain there's a lot of sad faces uh there's a lot of emoting rather than just using your words <laughs> like an adult. I don't know. I just, eh, maybe it'll be great. I'll wait for it to come out on a streaming service and then maybe, maybe I'll watch it. We'll see. So basically you'll see it in 2025. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not, I'm not even going <laughs> to commit to that. I'm, I'm honestly not going to commit to that. Just think uh, of all of the content that's going to happen between now right? and 2025. There's just so much yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm not we sure. More like this. Uh, come on, Keith. I have to keep up with My Little Pony. Okay. I don't <laughs> have time for the Batman. All right? Priority. <laughs> I respect it. Uh, but, of course, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Part one. Keywords. Is, I'm super excited. Super excited. Uh, I... There have been some questionable hair choices, as we've seen. But yeah. other than that, just yes. based off of Into the Spider-Verse, I will go across the Spider-Verse. I'm, I'm down for that one. I want to say, like, because you haven't caught up on Saga, you actually get the benefit of not being stuck where we all have been with a massive cliffhanger <laughs> at, at issue number 55, Dang. 54, that I finally get to hopefully have closure on sometime in the next six months. No, you know Bond is just going to make us emotionally distraught again. Of course. I mean, yes, but like for a different reason. I need I need closure on this first reason, and then we can he can like ruin my life again. Something. I'm just saying, on. like he's gonna like that that thing that happened. That's just gonna be lingering. Like, oh. It's gonna be there. Oh, it's long term effects for so, sure. Um, actually, I you know what I did need three years to heal from that. It's yeah, gonna rip yeah. The there was a reason they stopped at that exact point <laughs> for a lot of reasons, and yeah. Anyways, anyways. All right. Well, Mikel. I'm just, I'm so curious. I have no idea <laughs> what you could possibly be looking forward to. So please, tell us. What's on your lineup for 2022? Well, because I'm so wildly unpredictable and I, I cannot be determined in any rational capacity, uh, we're going to start out by listing some random statistics that have absolutely nothing to do with what I'm talking about later. So who who's ready for the update? Who's ready for the the list of things? Are we I'm good? Here for it. Are we good? Yeah. Okay. I'm ready to be very so, surprised. Uh, and this number not. has not changed, but we have 1,492 active hours in the first game of the franchise. That's the top 15% of players. Uh, as of recording right now, it was 3,156 active hours and counting in the second game. That's the top 1% of players. This time does not include any time idling or otherwise not actively doing something in the game. 257 raids, which just sounds made up. 206 dungeons, including one done solo flawlessly. Way too much memorabilia and tattoos. And just this week, I got a space rock that I love and it glows and it flies and it's great. And of course, we're talking Ooh. about Destiny 2, because I am predictable and completely, <laughs> completely on brand. Hello, everyone. You better own it. I play one game, and then I play occasional other games, but to call me a gamer would be a great misnomer when I just play Destiny 2. And 
as part of 2022. The starting point of the next chapter is on February 22nd with Destiny 2 The Witch Queen, the latest expansion. And I'm excited because it's going to continue what has been an overarching narrative from the past like seven some years where we get to confront an old enemy who has stolen our space magic and everything's everything's going to go wild. Uh, this is a new campaign. This is new gear. The ability to craft weapons, a new weapon type in the form of the glaive, which is just a sharp object on a stick, which you don't think that would be good for fighting space aliens, but like bows are good against fighting space aliens, so I guess glaives will be too. Uh, the revamping old classes over the course of the next year. There's going to be more raids, more dungeons. I've already taken a week off at work. I want it. I want it bad. It's going to be so much fun. You're not going to hear from me during that week. I'm going to take off. Like, I'm just going to be off the grid just playing Destiny. Which I guess means I'm just on the grid, just not yeah, on any of like the other integrated grids. into yeah. the grid. You're on one yeah. very specific grid. Um, like, I, I, I've taken most of December off because of the nature of software, and I've just been playing Destiny. And I have no shame in that, and I love it. It's my favorite game, and I plan on playing it for a very, very long time to come. Moving on, uh... <laughs> The other very, very not predictable things that I will be talking about. Cobra Kai gets to Capstone every single year ever since it moved on to Netflix. So we got season three last year and we're getting season four at the end of 2021, which is kind of like the start of 2022. And we're also getting hypothetically the fifth season of Cobra Kai, which was announced also around the end of 22 and the beginning of 2023, which is just really means I get to be insufferable about telling you all to watch <laughs> Cobra Kai year round. And it's fine because it's just constantly on my mind. Uh, it has no right being as good as it is for being a sequel series to a 80s martial arts drama. And, like, I followed this when it was on YouTube Red. Not even YouTube Premium. YouTube Red. That's how far back we're going. And I have watched it become one of my favorite television shows. And I just watch episodes constantly. It's really good. It has no right to be this good. But, like, they got a bunch of the actors from the original franchise to reprise the role. There are new characters that are fun to watch. The stunt work's fantastic. It's just, it's a really good time. You should watch Cobra Kai. Season 4 comes out at the end of the year or the beginning of the year, depending on your exact perspective of time, which we don't have one at this show. So, yeah, I just, Cobra Kai never dies. No mercy. Finally, finally. Very hyped about this because it's Keanu Reeves in John Wick 4. John Wick is, like, the surprising, like, franchise that, like, no one really expected to come out. But, like, it's been great. And, like, starting from, like, oh, he's a former assassin. Somebody hurt his dog to being, like, there's an international network of underground assassins that secretly control the world. And John Wick is now on the run from them and wants vengeance against everyone who's ruined his life. Like, the, the serial escalation that has happened in the franchise is utterly bonkers. It's very fantastic, and I'm excited for more guns, more assassins, more Keanu Reeves, because, like, Keanu Reeves is great. He's, he's such a fun actor to watch, and he really likes the character, and I really like him for the character, and John Wick 4 is, like, one of my most anticipated movies for next year. I just hope that everyone, myself included, but I hope that everyone can find something in life that Mikhail loves as much as he loves Destiny. Because that is a passion, people. <laughs> Let's just go by the numbers again. 
3,156 active hours and counting in the top 1% of players. So in an odd way, Mikhail, the one percenter. Also, like love, Stockholm Syndrome, you, you decide. <laughs> a little bit of both, a little bit of masochism, you know, yeah. You know, just as a treat. You know, I just started playing Red Dead this week, and I'm like, I will never reach 3,000 hours in that game. Like, I don't have that in me. <laughs> but <laughs> moving on. Um, Cobra Kai is definitely a good show. I am not nearly as passionate about it as Mikel is, but I enjoyed it. I also agree, like, given when this pitch, the news of this show first came out, like, what was it, like, five, six years ago they were making it, it sounded like a skit that someone put too much money into, and seeing what it's become is actually very impressive. Like, Beam's actually a very good and respectable show where, like, there are people that may have never even seen the Karate Kid movies at this point that are watching this TV show and just watching it and enjoying it because it is what it is. Like, it's become so independent thing at this point with, like, nods to the original um, intellectual property and everything. But I'm excited to see where that keeps going and developing and all that. I think I'm currently in season... I'm at the beginning of season three, so I got to catch up on that as well. Don't think I can fit that into my holiday week because there's already too much stuff there, but one day I will catch up for sure. With John Wick 4, like, that movie's just, that series is just great. Like, I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of new things they can do. Like, the creative way they come up with of, like, being able to kill people in a way that look cool is just outwardly impressive. And I'm just glad to see that there was a time where Keanu Reeves was living his best life and just kind of chilling in the background. He got John Wick, which I don't think anyone thought knew what it's going to become, what it became. And all of a sudden, now he's getting, like, a Matrix 4 and everything. And fun fact, the other day, someone told me that they're a teacher, and some kid they talked to, like, I think a middle school student, was saying that, oh, yeah, the Matrix is coming out. The guy from John Wick is in it, and that's how you know you're getting old. Because, no, the guy from John Wick is not in the Matrix. The guy from the Matrix is in the Matrix, and he's also John Wick. And that is what that <laughs> is, right? But I am looking... No, Go ahead. so that, that brings up a really funny thing that happened. So, like, a couple, couple days ago, a friend of mine made a Scrabble joke, to which I replied... Do you know that there are some people who think that what you just did was a words for friends joke? Oh, oh no. Oh. That hurt my heart a little bit. I'm, I'm sorry. Continue. That did. Oh, I mean, I don't even know if I can really continue after that. I'm going to, like, just go lick my wounds, my old wounds, apparently, and let Victoria close us out. Uh, so I think that I am going to just jump on the bandwagon with Keith for Cobra Kai and John Wick because those are not things that I am particularly involved in. And I want to save my time for Destiny 2. So first off, I have to give a huge thank you to Mikkel for Destiny 2 because uh, it is not a game that I play. Uh, my husband plays it a little bit, enough that I like when I see it, I'm like, oh yes, I know this thing. <laughs> However, I have edited several of Mikkel and our editor Will's back and forth on Destiny 2, and Mikkel talks about it all the time, and there is one of my co-workers, like, really close co-workers at work, was very skeptical about, like, my existence in general, I think, <laughs> and then I recognized one of his Destiny t-shirts, and we had a Destiny conversation, and now we are best friends. And I feel like I have to credit Mikkel for the working, like, the smooth working of my team at school, because I would not have nearly as much Destiny knowledge without without your kind of, like, I, I feel like I've learned through as, as osmosis. <laughs> I've just absorbed yes. Destiny 2 knowledge. Also, 
What do you mean? Glaives? Of course glaives are great for aliens. I love glaives in every single game. They are one of my favorite weapons, including D&D. I always want to take a glaive as my weapon. I can't always do it because it doesn't always make sense. But I love them, um, and they tend to be, like, more than other weapons historically they tend to be incredibly ornamental yes or they can be incredibly ornamental yes. and i love that about them as well also i just really love melee but that means that you die faster so being able oh, to have know. a melee weapon with range is great no um, i i'm very excited about glaze but it's also like yeah when they brought back bows, it's just sort of like, why are we bringing medieval weaponry against space aliens? And the answer was, because it's awesome and it feels good. And for those who are like me, just had to Google what a glaive is, it's basically a long staff with a sword at the tip of it. You've probably seen it and know what it was called. You just follow like all the, that stick swordy thing. Yeah, there are many, there are many <laughs> different iterations. Also, this makes me think that maybe we need to have an IRL lesson on weapons because... There are some situations where I would rather have a bow and or a glaive than modern weapons. This for is, sure. This is true. So we're gonna we're gonna do that special <laughs> YouTube video sometime in like twenty twenty three at current juncture. So uh, <laughs> that sounds about. And right. on, on that speculative note about a promised episode that may or may not come to fruition. <laughs> That was next year in New News. Uh, we'll be back for more pop culture rundowns and Mad Libs and other shenanigans and at least one musical segment, if not an entire episode. So make sure, like, comment, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And this was This Week at Nerd News. Tune in next time for more. I am your host, Mikhail Snyder. I'm your host, Keith Reed Cleveland. And I'm your host, Victoria Routine. Have a wonderful year. See you, folks. Bye, everyone.